Hello, friends. Welcome to another episode of the Best You Can Be Leadership Podcast. I am so excited and so thankful you are here. Last time we talked about forgiving possibly the hardest person in your life, yourself. (laughs) And today we are talking about forgiving others. Also very challenging at times, but so important. I mean, if you put yourself into someone else's shoes, would you want a leader or a friend or a mentor who doesn't forgive? I feel like most of us would say no. Of course we want someone who would forgive because we all need forgiveness all the time because we all mess up, maybe not all the time, but definitely a lot. And I'm really excited to go through some reasons why forgiving others is super critical in our leadership development and then also give some tangible tips to help us get there. Welcome to today's episode of the Best You Can Be Leadership Podcast, where we offer bite-sized lessons and steps that you can implement as a part of your journey towards becoming the very best that you can be. This is your podcast host, Brigitte Bornstein, and just so you know, for planning purposes, we release a new episode the first and third Tuesday of every month with some amazing guests. Thank you so much for joining me for today's discussion. I hope you'll return my handshake to you. You can do that through becoming a part of this community on Instagram, my website, bestyoucanbe.com, or by subscribing and leaving helpful comments. So as usual, I've broken today's episode into chunks, four chunks. First, what forgiveness is, what it is not, and why it can be challenging. Second, how forgiveness actually frees us as the forgiver more than the one we are forgiving most of the time. Third, how forgiveness also creates space for the other person to maybe, or in some cases maybe not, improve and be better towards you next time. It gives them that opportunity to improve. And then fourth, we'll talk about what to do if you simply can't forgive. You've tried and you just can't. And honestly, that's understandable. Diving into the first of these four, what is forgiveness? And before I give the definition, any sources or definitions I mention here uh, with you today are that are not my own will be coming from a link I'm going to add in the show notes from an article written by the Mayo Clinic, and this is one of those definitions by them. They say, forgiveness is a decision to let go of resentment and thoughts of revenge. Forgiveness is a decision to let go of resentment and thoughts of revenge. Notice how it doesn't say forgiveness is telling someone it's okay to keep doing what they're doing that keeps hurting your feelings. Forgiveness is not continuing to put up with abusive behavior. I know forgive and forget is a catchy phrase, but forgiveness does not mean forgetting. It means what you did to me was wrong and it hurt me but I'm making the personal decision to let go of the bitterness I was feeling as a result of your actions. In other words, I forgive you. And forgiveness is really hard for a number of reasons. It does not come naturally, always, or most of the time, really. But just because something doesn't come naturally certainly doesn't mean it isn't a great thing to pursue. I think it's a challenge for a lot of us because by withholding forgiveness, we almost satisfy our need for justice in a way. Like, well, he did this to me and I can't let him have that peace of mind knowing I've forgiven him, so he deserves to suffer just like I have. It's holding a grudge, basically, is what it is. And when we hold on to a grudge, when we remind someone of that one time they did this one thing and then we withhold forgiveness from them, 
intentionally and actively, it oftentimes is out of a desire to have our justice be served and make them feel the pain. I've done this before, so I can speak from experience in saying it really only hurt me and not the other person as much. But it is a fairly normal reaction to have, unfortunately, just because forgiveness can be so counterintuitive sometimes. Another spin on why forgiving someone can be so challenging is because it requires sometimes that we return to some past hurt, if it was maybe something that happened a long time ago and we buried. So what I mean by that is, you know, we... We didn't want to feel that pain anymore, so we just stuffed it deep, deep, deep down inside. But if that's you, you know, I know you do, you know you have to unearth that before you can let it go. Feelings are meant to be felt. God gave us tears for a reason, and I actually think crying is a beautiful expression at times. Maybe that's just me, but same goes for frustration, disappointment, joy, anything in between. Feelings are meant to be felt for what they are and to be acknowledged. Then and only then can we let them go. There are lots of reasons why forgiving someone can be challenging, and if it's an area that you think you specifically struggle with, I highly recommend a book by Lisa Turkhurst called Forgiving What You Can't Forget. She is someone who has had to forgive some very, very tough things, so I think she speaks not only with credibility and wisdom from her experience, but also with a gentleness that understands just how rocky the road to reach forgiveness can be. Um, she also touches on something really important for all of us to understand, I think, about forgiveness, and that is that it doesn't guarantee reconciliation, and that's a really tough one. I've personally been through a very challenging few years with a friend before, and I wanted uh, so badly to be close with this person again, to have phone calls and share life together, but somewhere along the road, something went wrong, and I honestly couldn't really tell you completely what it is um, or what it was, but I can tell you the distance and the seemingly endless time spent between replying back to me in text messages really, really hurt. Uh, It definitely hurt enough for me to cry about this friendship more than once. I would check my phone randomly just to make sure, did she text me back and maybe I missed it? Nope didn't miss it. It was one of those feelings where I knew I could feel something precious slipping through my fingers and there wasn't anything I could do about it. But I forgave that person in my heart for the hurt she caused and I had to be okay with the fact that just because I forgave and surrendered our relationship, we still might not ever reach reconciliation. That is true for every relationship, whether it's a friend, a family member, or someone you work with. Forgiveness doesn't guarantee reconciliation. But it does guarantee one thing, and that's freedom. Not necessarily for the person you're forgiving, but for you. And that is point number two out of four for forgiveness today. Forgiveness frees the forgiver. I called Drew when I sat down to brainstorm this episode, and funny enough, I start almost every episode pretty much not thinking I'll be able to write it, to be totally honest. I will sit down and I'll be like, oh my gosh, how am I going to find enough cool facts and tidbits about this topic to make an entire episode? But then as soon as I sit down, it all somehow just falls perfectly into place. But I called Drew anyway, and I was like, okay, forgiving people. What's important about that? And he reminded me of a song by Matthew West. 
Matthew West is a Christian songwriter and singer. He's very talented and he's got a song called Forgiveness. And I'd like to read a tiny snippet of the lyrics. It goes, it'll clear the bitterness away. It can even set a prisoner free. There is no end to what its power can do. So let us go and be amazed by what you see through eyes of grace. The prisoner that it really frees is you. The prisoner that it really frees is you. Beautiful, beautiful, right? So when we stew on something and we just think about it and relive the hurt that someone caused us, it just gets bigger and bigger in our memories. And before you know it, it can seem 10 times worse than it actually was in reality, all because we have let our minds expand one incident of hurt, or maybe a few, to take up way more space than it deserves. When we forgive, on the other hand, we get to use that same brain space for something so much more beneficial and life-giving. We can make room for something new. I've personally been angry at someone or frustrated about something irritating someone said to me before, and then I've tried to sit down and type up an episode. Guess what? Nothing happens. I can't think of any good ideas or even type up a coherent sentence worth repeating. Why? because most of my brain is focused on being angry. Or how about something a little more serious? I've had hurt I needed to forgive that was a little more heavy than just being frustrated about something someone said. Instead, it's been heavy enough to cause deep shame, embarrassment, and even caused me to question myself, kind of like, who am I to deserve this, right? Without forgiveness, We stay chained to each and every negative, harmful emotion and doubt associated with whatever that memory of hurt happens to be. But I'll never forget the day I learned my favorite step-by-step way to forgiving someone. And it might not be what you think because it actually doesn't require talking to the person who hurt you in these steps. You just walk through them yourself or with someone else. But a pastor and an older man who mentored many students where I went to college was holding a small church service in the back of a hotel. They were new and small enough that they didn't even have their own building uh, at that time. And I showed up to church that morning so broken and so hurting. And I want to ask you, have you ever felt so broken and then you go somewhere like church and the message seems to be exactly what you needed to hear in that moment, because that's exactly what happened that day. I was broken and feeling hurt from something I still hadn't forgiven years later. So this thing was, this was buried very, very deep, right? But after that sermon, I decided to walk up to him after the church service and ask for help forgiving someone. And he walked me through these steps of prayer. One, you tell the Lord, this person hurt me in this way, meaning you you say what they did, if you feel comfortable, and it made me feel blank, made me feel discarded, maybe, or embarrassed, small, insignificant, you name it. So you tell the Lord, this person hurt me in this way, and it made me feel blank. And then next you say, but I release them from all moral bondage, and I forgive them. But I release them from all moral bondage and I forgive them. And that's something you can do on your own. It doesn't have to be with someone else. But for me, it's been really, really powerful.
Moving on to point number three. So we have what forgiveness is and why it's challenging. How forgiveness frees the forgiver, meaning you and me when we forgive. And third, how forgiveness creates space for the other person to maybe improve and be better towards you next time. And for this, I want to tell another story. I have a beautiful ring that I like to wear on my right hand fourth finger that gets complimented all the time, literally all the time. I personally think my engagement ring is much more stunning, but I think this little blue ring gets way more compliments. It's got a thick gold band. I think it's aquamarine or something, but it's a light blue stone in the middle. I'm, I'm not sure. And around it are four tiny diamonds all set in their own gold crowns. Um, I think the proper term for whatever's holding the blue thing in the middle is a basket. Um, that So the blue is sitting in a gold basket, I guess. Um, so one day I was at the jewelers with my mom just running random errands and I saw this ring in a case full of antique jewelry and I made sure to point it out to my mom. It was the holiday season soon and I thought, okay, I've got a birthday in November, Christmas in December, so maybe, just maybe. And I told her I love that ring. But let's back up. When I was growing up, I was quite the little hothead. I still am sometimes, if I'm being totally honest, but now I would say I'm a little more feisty. I think that's a nicer way to describe it. But I was very argumentative. And if I knew what buttons to push on specifically my parents, I would probably push them very liberally. <laughs> Coupled with that, I became a teenager. Enough said. My dad and I, we specifically had a way of getting into it with one another. And I say that lightly, but it was pretty loud, pretty disruptive, mutually hurtful, and many times very out of control. But it taught me one of the most important lessons I've ever learned in life, and that's the lesson of forgiveness. Here I was, this teenager being flippant and rude with a dad who responded with words that pierced through any thick mental toughness I thought I had. And we could each be just recovering from the hurt of the yelling match of a lifetime. And yet I knew one thing deep down every time. This will never get better without forgiveness. My dad led the way, I think, in this. And he often would come to me later, sometimes that same day and sometimes a couple days later. And he would apologize and ask me to forgive him. And I, and I usually would respond asking him the same. It takes courage to forgive someone especially someone you live with and have to see right after you know you've got your fresh wounds of pain that you've inflicted on one another and and you need to learn how to treat hurtful words and disrespectful behavior as water under the bridge um, that's no easy task but that's exactly what each of us would do until we would get into another fight <laughs> and then we would forgive each other again and then another fight and another forgiveness. So why forgiveness if we would just fight again? Because if I had not forgiven my dad for whatever he said, and by the way, it is possible to say things we don't mean when we are stressed, tired, or angry. Big time. <laughs> but if I hadn't forgiven him, he wouldn't have had a clean slate. And if he wouldn't have had a clean slate, there would not have been any space for him to try again. 
and likewise for when he forgave me. Because when we forgive, we let the other person dig themselves out from under the weight of feeling bad about something or regretting whatever was said or done that was hurtful and try again. And teenage me knew that in order to give my dad the gift of trying again, he had to start fresh and freshly forgiven. Now, I'm not speaking to all circumstances, by the way, because there are cases of abuse that cross a line. So please don't infer that I'm applying this this repeat cycle too broadly. But, but in the case of my dad and I, this back and forth went on for years. Kind of like a take two steps forward and one step back journey, <laughs> big time. But on my 16th birthday, I was sitting on this old green and white striped couch that was probably as old as my parents' parents, which was like 80-something years at the time, or or just something insane. And I was sitting there with my mom and dad celebrating the birthday when my dad gave me this little box. Ladies, you know when you get a little box, it's probably jewelry. But I got a little box with the name of the local jeweler on it. Could this be? Could this be the ring that I literally fell in love with? And it was. I opened it and my dad had gotten the ring I pointed out to my mom and had engraved in the inside, love, dad. To this day, and I'm 25 now, that ring makes me smile. I think of a daughter and a dad who fought so hard for a now unbreakable relationship. And the key to it all has always been forgiveness. Forgiveness that freed us both to have a fresh start and try again and again and again. (laughs) I wish I could end on this note. And honestly, I'm getting a little emotional recording this, but we do have one last point about forgiveness. And that is simply, what if we can't forgive? And to that I would say, honestly, a counselor and someone who has been trained in this could probably be immensely helpful. I would also say um, in these following ideas I also got from that Mayo Clinic article linked in the show notes, things like journaling, praying specifically about what you need to be forgiving, um, asking yourself questions like, why would they have behaved that way? And being aware of the fact that we also, as in all of us, We've all hurt others and we've all been forgiven. I hope you found this episode helpful in some way. Forgiveness is so, so tough, but so precious when we receive it. So who is someone we can extend that gift of grace and that gift of a fresh start to today? It doesn't have to be in person or out loud even uh, because sometimes, like Matthew West's song says, sometimes the prisoner that it really frees is you. The ability to forgive others is an incredible trait for us all to develop as leaders in our own respective areas. And as always, thank you so much for listening and thank you for pouring into your leadership development because our world needs more good leadership and we definitely need yours.
Thanks so much for joining me on the Best You Can Be Leadership Podcast. If you are as excited as I am about diving into our potential and stepping into the very best versions of ourselves, then follow me on Instagram at bestyoucanbe, and don't be afraid to send me a message. You can also visit bestyoucanbe.com and fill out a contact me form. I can't wait to meet you. In this episode, I've stuck my hand out to introduce myself to you, but go ahead and do the same for me. Tell me who you are, what your story is, and what you would like to see most in lessons to apply to your leadership experiences. Until next episode, keep going, keep growing, and keep becoming the best you can be. 